Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. And this is Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 8, Second Chance. Guest cast, Laura Innes as Emma Jinks, Pooch Hall as Cody Bell, and Jamie Murray returns as H.G. Wells. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Diego Gutierrez, John Paul Nickel, and Michael Jones Morales. Directed by Constantine Macris. Original air date, September 17th, 2012. And now, the episode quick cap. Season 4, Episode 8, Second Chance. Artie sends Pete and Micah out on a person rusting ping and sends Steve and Claudia to New Jersey to deal with the metronome, hoping to have the warehouse to himself to further research Brother Adrian and the Great Evil. Instead, Mrs. Frederick, H.G., and Lena confront him about his use of the astrolabe. They know that he used it, but do not know why. Artie has little choice but to tell them about the destruction of the warehouse, Mrs. Frederick and H.G.'s death, the destruction of Pandora's box, and all hope being lost. They agree with the decision he made and set out to research the evil, but not before speculating that Brother Adrian may be the evil that was created. Mrs. Frederick takes the astrolabe out of the dark vault without Artie's knowledge. Claudia and Steve are able to release Steve from the metronome, but not in the way they expected to. Steve is released when he breaks the metronome to save his mother's life. His willingness to die to save his mother was the pure act of love that was able to remove him for good. Meanwhile, Pete and Micah investigate people rusting away. They originally believe it all has to do with the steel mill that many of the victims are employed by, but later they determine it has to do with the gym that many of them attended. While in the military, Cody was present at an explosion at the Baghdad Museum. He still has a piece of shrapnel in his chest from the Spartan armor, and it was activated when he saved his father from a rigged accident. The only way to neutralize the artifact is to inject the purple goo directly into Cody's chest. Cody agrees to the procedure. The artifact is neutralized, and all of the resting people are cured. Hi, we're back with Season 4, Episode 8, Second Chance. The Artifacts of the Week from Wiki Warehouse. The last part of the metronome, the only way for someone that is connected to the metronome to be free of it and not die if the user commits an act of pure love. Right, and that was the part I was holding back until we got to this episode. Yes. The other artifact is the Spartan Armor Shrapnel. Said to be imbued with the Spartan strength and defiance, but was destroyed in a museum explosion in 2005. At least one shard of shrapnel survived and retained its abilities. The wearer gains the superhuman strength and determination of the Spartan army, manifested as armor covering the body. However, anyone who comes into skin contact with the wearer develops a rust-like infection that slowly corrodes the body. When we talked about the whole metronome thing last week... Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was resolved in the next episode. And 
Remember a while back, the episode when Pete finds out his mother was a regent? Yes. And questions whether or not they're all just pawns of the warehouse. And Micah said that she felt the same way after she learned that Sam was killed by an artifact. During that episode, we had a discussion about how all the agents had some sort of connection to an artifact before they became agents. Except for Steve, because Steve's connection to the warehouse was just because he was an ATF agent and they were investigating something. Right. So I wondered if we find out later that he did have a connection that we didn't know about yet. At the time, I really, really, really was convinced that we were going to find out his sister's death had something to do with an artifact. Oh. Because I remembered this episode and I remembered that he went to his mother's house Mm -hmm. and he was mad at her about his sister, but I didn't remember why he was mad at her. But I was convinced that we would find out that his sister's death had to do with an artifact. So I guess I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So once Pete and Mike are sent off on a ping about someone rusting and have to stop interrogating Artie about Brother Adrian, then Steve and Claudia come in to do the same thing, which I thought was funny. I don't know why I thought that was funny, but it was. So he sends them off with the metronome. And all he sends them off with is he reads something or he finds something from his German contacts that says, to live free from this heart, one must find one's own and make a pure start from whence one's comes. So they think that means that Claudia and Steve have to go to New Jersey. But that's it. You know, they don't know what to do when they get to New Jersey. Right. I just found it odd that they were just willing to go to the house and shut it off and see what happens. Well, yeah, because at one point, what do you do and... Didn't Claudia kind of talk him into going over to the mom's house? Yeah, because he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. And then at one point, Claudia figures it out, but they didn't know what they actually had to do. Right, that was the thing. All it said was, from where whence one comes. So they just figured they had to go to Steve's house, where he grew up. You've got way bigger fish to fry. Like? I like getting Steve off Maisel's metronome. Oh, you keep the metronome in there. That's so comforting. So, have you heard back from Germany? Yes. Uh, one of the descendants of Robert Schumann, the composer, he confirms that Schumann owned the metronome in the 1830s. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you hang on a sec, Siri? Do we even know the risks of doing this b- before we try any wacky plans? I thought that you wanted this to... Yeah, I want the version where you don't die again. What's the big rush? But then they didn't know what to do. It was like, already sent them off with zero information. Like, they needed to do more research. Before they went and just decided to shut it off. Yeah, but sometimes they just do that anyway. I know, but I mean, this could kill both of them. I don't know. Right. I just thought it was weird. Uh, Schumann tried to kill himself in 1833, but Clara Wieck, fiancé, she kept him alive via the metronome, which sadly also drove him insane. Super. Yes, in 1839, Schumann got free of the metronome and he wrote to live free of this heart one must first find one's own and make a pure start from whence one comes from whence one comes new jersey it's probably where you were born you were born at home right see it's a riddle wait go solve it there has to be another way there isn't so my notes in order to kind of avoid my notes being all over the place i kind of did it in sections Okay. Like one section for the astrolabe, one section for the rusting, and one section for Claudia and Steve. Okay. But still, at the beginning, Artie thinks he's alone in the warehouse, finally, and then Mrs. Frederick, <laughs> H.G., and Lena show up. And I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but it was hilarious. One leaves and another one comes in and starts harassing him. 
Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> what does Brother Adrian want? None of your business. Well, actually, dude made it our business when he unleashed Crazy Alice and Fisher's Marbles back into the world. Yeah, and when he almost buried Steve and Claudia alive. Which is why I don't want to put any of you in any more danger. Additionally, we have a ping. No, 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 no. I see what you're doing, Artie. We need to talk. You have lives to save. Go. You know, one of these days, there won't be a ping, and you'll actually have to tell us things. Oh, darn. That was last Tuesday. Go! Go, 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 go! So, let's talk Brother Adrian. Oh, dear God, help me. What exactly does this brother want you to do? Convert? Don't shave your head. That's not a good look for you. You either. Go. Fly. Be free. Hello, Arthur. Very clever. I barely even saw the screen. Now, let's talk about Brother Adrian. I, I, I don't know what H.G. may have told you. About Brother Adrian? Or you using Magellan's astrolabe to turn back time? So I guess he feels like he has no choice but to tell him what happened. And when he does tell him about everything that happened, they all agree that he did the right thing. Mrs. Frederick said she would have done the same thing. Right. So at least they're not admonishing him for using the astrolabe. But then, you know, Mrs. Frederick comes to the conclusion that Brother Adrian himself might be the evil and not Claudia. And I still think there's something with those visions that he's seeing. And I can't, I can't remember what it is. I said that last week, too. I mean, I can't say anyway if it does come to me, but it's bothering me. Right. Like I said, I'm not remembering the episodes ahead, but once I get into it, I'm going, oh. Have you considered the man who's been bringing artifacts back into the world? The one who's trying to kill the people you care about? That this brother Adrian is the evil. So now what do you think is going to happen when Artie finds that Mrs. Frederick took the astrolabe? Because he's pretty paranoid already. Oh, he's going to bug out. But I think he's going to think brother Adrian got it. Maybe, yeah. That would make sense. But did Mrs. Frederick look a little sinister to you at the end? Oh, yeah, they both did. They both did. Yeah. H, 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 G. <laughs> I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, even she had that look. Exactly. And I saw that, too. And I thought when it was Mrs. Frederick saying don't trust anyone because he still has the thimble. Any of them could be him. Thank you, yes. Oh, I wish I could remember. Even if I can't say right now, it would make me feel better to remember what the hell's going on. But that's what I thought, too. And I'm like, okay, who's who? Who is who? Right. And you can't have two who's. You can only have one. Who's who? And see, my thought was, I don't know if he discovers the astrolabe is missing. I don't know if Mrs. Fredericks wouldn't tell him that she took it to keep him mm-hmm. safe or whatever the reason she took it from. Uh-huh. If that's really Mrs. Fredericks. Right. So is he going to be paranoid about Mrs. Fredericks and Lena now because Lena's the one who told her where it was hidden? Right. So all three knew where it was hidden. Right. You got three people that know where it's hidden. Well, right. Or clue already. But you got, you got all these people that know. And then now HG has it. So it's like, I don't know. Something's just not right with it. I'm just going, yeah, we're, we're in for something. Whatever it is, it should be a good one. And I'm hoping so. Because something's going to happen. Yeah, I know. And it, I, I mean, people listening who have seen this before are probably like screaming at us right now. <laughs> like I do at the TV. Right. And I think we said this a long time ago. Just treat this as two people who have never watched the series before. Because if we never watched it before, we'd be speculating the same way. Yeah. And a lot of people who do podcasts do it as they're watching. So 
it's not always people who have already seen the show. So uh, everybody's screaming at us right now for not knowing what the hell is going on. Just, <laughs> just pretend we never saw this before. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. I, I was doing a, yesterday watching something, so I understand, folks. I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So back to the metronome. They build up this big mystery, sort of, or they kind of try to make it a mystery about why Steve doesn't want to see his mother. And he almost looks afraid of her when he's outside the house. And he kept saying, can't we do something else? Can't we change our mind? And then we find out it's just because, I mean, I, I could see how it's a big thing to him, but it's just because they had a fight because she chose to forgive his sister's killer. And he thought it meant she didn't care about his sister. I understand. I mean, did he get the death penalty? I didn't see the point of adding this boy's family suffering to our own. It was enough that he was going to spend the rest of his life in jail, so I I fought against it. That must have been so hard. Yes, until I saw his mother's face. It was the right thing to do. But Steve, he felt like I had betrayed Olivia. I thought that we would eventually make our peace and get past it, but... But he just left. Yeah, I can understand, but he seemed like he was terrified to go home, so I'm expecting this... Well, I'm not expecting because I remembered who his mother is and who played her, but you would think she was some kind of evil person or something. Uh, I don't know. Part of me thought he was afraid because she had a grudge against him or something. I thought there was a grudge with the mom, but it's the grudge he had against the mom of forgiving the killer. And what she said is true, and what do you get out of it? It's going to eat you up and... It's never going to bring the sister back. So when did you choose to forgive? The mother chose to forgive earlier. Like she said, you can't go carrying around all that hatred. And also for his family. So, and maybe they just never got to sit down and talk about why. It seems like they didn't. It seems like Steve just immediately got defensive and thought that she just didn't care about his sister. Right. You know, or she's forgotten about her or whatever. But it wasn't as big of a deal as they built it up to be. Yeah. But this is a bad idea. No, Steve, come on. We're here. Do you want to tell me why you don't want to go in there so bad before we actually go in there? Look, my mom and I, we, we had a fight. What about the gay thing? What? No, no, no. She doesn't care about that. This is New Jersey, not North Carolina. Okay, then what? Can we just do this and go home? Yeah, okay. Sure. Let's meet evil mom. Did you find it weird that how many times she mentioned how Cla- much Claudia reminded her of her daughter? Yep. And I was sure something was going to come of that, but it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) He has said that before, though. Exactly. And if she said it once, I wouldn't have thought about it, but she said it more than once. So Mm -hmm. I knew Steve thought that, too. So I thought there was going to be something that came of that. And I don't know what, but it's it's like they mentioned it too many times for it not to be something. And I guess the Mm -hmm. something it could be is that that's why Steve is so close to her. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just that something you said, you so... You so reminded me of my... Mom, thanks for the tea. 
Sometimes you get a look and you just like her. My girl. Yeah, Steve's mentioned that. But that's it. I was sure something was going to come of that, but nope. Got a build up and, and nothing so far. Right. Like I said before, they did not do enough research, and I can't even believe they just went and decided to stop it, and that was going to work. But you know what? I I always said I remembered this episode. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. I remembered this part of the episode. I didn't remember Mrs. Fredericks and H.G. and Lena being part of this episode, Mm -hmm. but I remembered this whole thing differently. I remembered it as they explained this whole thing to his mother, and she agreed to help by putting her hand on his heart like Claudia did. I thought she was the one who had to get him off the metronome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I always remembered it, but I was completely wrong. She got affected by accident. Right. I was thinking the same thing you did because um, going into it, I start to remember. Right. And I thought they were going to be standing in the living room with her hand on his heart. That's exactly what I remember. I don't know why I remember that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then when that happened kind of accidentally i'm like huh what yeah. happened to her standing in the living room with her hand over his heart yeah and so he breaks it to save her which is the pure act of love that they needed and earlier she said something about a poem so the poem that she remembered was the same thing that already kind of the same thing already read mm-hmm. to them you know at the warehouse so at that point I don't know why Claudia didn't get a clue. Or maybe she did, but the whole accident happened too quickly for her to think about it enough. Right. So this thing with the rusting, it took me forever to figure out who the guy was, Cody. I was telling somebody earlier, I was trying to explain to the person, what's the podcast? Yeah. Then it's like, okay, so what are you, what are you talking about? And I said, well, people rusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well... I just can't remember. You know, I know he's in a lot of movies. The this, the that. I'm going on and on. And I said, um, I'm going to have to find him and let you know afterwards. Yeah. I know he's in a lot of things. And I've probably seen him in a million things. And when I went through his IMDb page, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe I saw him there. But I'm remembering him specifically from a show that I watched all the time. Mm-hmm. The Game. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the rust problem. They think it's the steel mill owner, Hank Siskel. And then they think it's the union rep. But both of them turn out not to be the people with the artifacts. But both of them also turn out to have shady pasts. Yes. So they kind of solved a lot of things, even though that didn't have anything to do with the shrapnel. Yes. And Hank actually rigged the machine that Cody's father got hurt on, although he didn't think they were going to try and fix it. He was doing it for insurance purposes. Yes. So he was the cause of Cody's father's accident. And the shrapnel being in Cody's chest, at first I thought it was a newly created artifact, but it wasn't. It was already an artifact that was activated when he tried to save his father from falling off the machine. But then the weird part was when Cody's in the hospital, he overhears Pete and Micah saying he's the cause. He gets upset and yells, when were you going to tell me? And then he runs away. Why? Yeah, I couldn't understand that either. I really couldn't understand that. It's like he's so upset because it's him and he doesn't wait to find out why it's him. And he runs away. Mm-hmm. And I still can't understand how you talk about somebody. You ain't looking around to see somebody around. Before right. Yeah, about yeah I know. <laughs> you got nurses and doctors and people moving all around. Right. And you're just openly discussing an artifact and people aren't supposed to really know about this. 
That was like, oh, here's another moment. Then they have to go after him. When Wouldn't you want to know what you're doing to hurt all these people? Didn't he hear the part about his father? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought about that too. Why would you run? But then I thought, well, in his anger, he's going back to the place because he heard what they said and he's going back to confront them. What you do? What you, you know, what do you do? What did you do to me? Right. You know, what's going on? Your father had an accident that you set up for insurance money, Cisco, and everyone knows it. Kid, you're out of your mind. Am I? Because somehow, now because of that accident, I am poisoning people. Everyone, my friends, everyone. So, you know, he's just punching and... <laughs> right, and that's the other thing. He knows that his arm is killing people, but he keeps punching Pete anyway. But and that's the anger part. I think he can't control it. Well, that's what I was wondering when the thing activates if he can't control what he's doing. Because then he seems upset and he says, see, now you're infected too. And that's the ticket. I don't think he could, could control it. That's what I was wondering, yeah. His, the character was very confusing otherwise. So it has to be that he can't control it. Once the arm activates, he can't control his anger, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when Micah shoots him with the goo, I half expected his chest to explode when the goo sparked. Oh, I thought it would just harden his heart. I don't know, for some reason, I thought it would stop his heart. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That's true, too, huh? I thought it would have popped out of his chest or something. Oh, yeah. You know, you know but not affect his heart. Right. Like, you know, came out, but healed his heart and closed up everything. Right, I didn't but, even think of that. That would have been cool if it came out and repaired his yeah. heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Random, random, random. And now for some random thoughts, facts, or things that we just thought were funny. Or things that we just wanted to mention that don't really need to be discussed but deserve a mention. And just some random stuff. Pete read the file for once. Oh, Pete. Last night, I guess, I started coughing as I left the mill. The Cisco Steel Mill. Oh, that's right. I read the file. <laughs> then Pete and Michael call already about the rusting people, and Mrs. Fredericks gets on to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> Your grown agents handle it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna stop calling in because everybody yells at him lately. Yeah, that was too funny, dog. I just love Mrs. Frederick. I know. Sketchball, sketchball. What be the etymology of a friend? Arthur's very busy. Oh. Mrs. Frederick? Hello. Your grown agents handle it. You're stalling. Oh, I am not. Again, Pete searching for the artifact in the plant owner's office. Now, Lenny and Tim. It's an awful thing. I'm real close to my guys. Yeah, like India and Pakistan. Get down off the cross. We need the wood. Spray the room. Right. Now he got the spray. Yeah, and still he's picking things up and wiping each thing down. But you're going to need a confession because I'm finding silch. Spray the room. Look, accidents happen all the time, and it's always blame the company. Let me tell you something, lady. I'm fed up with this. I'm calling my attorneys. Where'd you get that belt buckle? What? Your belt's buckle. Where'd you get it? My buckle? What? Forget it, Mike. He's not the guy. Okay. You know what? Never mind. It was an interest. It was an interesting um, episode, and especially like towards the end, it's like that suspense. So, you know, yeah. that's why I'm looking forward to the next one because it's just like building. Building me up to the next episode. But yeah. sometimes it don't really build me up. It's like, okay, we're going to get to the next episode. This one, I really can't wait to see or remember what happened. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it too. And again, we had three different storylines yep. going on. 
Um, I yeah, I really like this one too, definitely. And I did remember the part about the Rustin guy. I just didn't know it was in the same episode as the Metronome. As soon as I saw him in the crowd, I was like, okay, I remember this. You know, at the front when they were picketing outside the uh, steel mill. I didn't until I got into a little bit more um, into the episode. Um, I just knew he was going to be part of it. All right. We're almost to the halfway point of season four. I think we only have two more episodes before they did a mid-season finale in this one, where I have to imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, if it's a mid-season finale, maybe the Brother Adrian arc ends there. I don't know if it carries on through the whole season. So we only have two more episodes until the mid-season finale. All right, so if you don't have anything else, I'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. All right. Take this stay here and help you with the brotherhood we cannot risk on doing what arthur did to restore the warehouse yes i suppose that wouldn't be to my particular advantage nor mine but that's not the point as you know i'll try to settle this with the brotherhood in the meantime you cannot communicate with any of us the brotherhood will apparently stop at nothing to force arthur to use the astrolabe again you can trust no one Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse, on our website at the13thwarehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.